0: Thanks for listening to the Mix, Sizzle, and Shake Your Business podcast. Today, before I start talking about today's topic, I'd like to talk to you about yesterday's topic, which was National Custodian Day. And I think that it brought about an important business message and lesson in my mind, because I saw an ABC World News last night where they surprised a custodian and he was so grateful and so excited and every student gave him a high five and gave him thank you cards and just really made his day in more ways than one. I know he felt it deeply in his heart that he was recognized and appreciated and everybody participated and he had a day, National Custodian Day the day he stood there proudly with his mop. So, what the lesson is for us is that every person is an important part and a necessary part for the bigger picture in our business. The janitor is so important. He helps the full-out operation on a day-to-day basis. He keeps things clean and sanitary for the students in the learning environment. It's so important and it's such a small detail in our mind when we think of the organization of an entire school system. But I, for one, really felt gratitude that there is such thing as a National Custodian Day and that it's a lesson for all of us to think about the fine details the little guy who makes us the greater thing that we are. Every role matters, every role. And without the details, everything else falls apart. So I think that is so important to think about. And also, I think it's important to remember that every person is important. And showing your appreciation to a person for what they do, no matter what that part, how small a detail or how big a detail or how seemingly insignificant that part may seem, it's still majorly important that you appreciate people and people for what they do. Because again, if that one small part isn't taken care of, the whole system falls apart and breaks down. And when you show appreciation to other people, like your customers, which I've talked about a million times, but in this case with your inside people, your smallest, most seemingly insignificant part, the janitor, it solidifies good business relationships for you. It makes you, look, I've been in the event business for my entire life, and I always acknowledge the janitor. I always try to save goodies for them or sneak them a cookie or give them some sort of appreciation at their part for helping with our bigger part. Um, And, you know, when I was starting out, I didn't have big money. And I think this follows maybe these little small details too, and what makes you as a business who you are. It's about appreciating people. And so that brings about this story. When when I was starting out, I I didn't have a lot of money. I had a lot of excitement and a lot of ideas. And I needed a lot of stuff done. But I couldn't pay for all the stuff that I needed done. I was thrown in and didn't even know it was going to be a business. And I was just literally hanging by my Teeth hanging hanging by a string, hoping to put it all together. So what did I do? I paid a lot of people who were my friends who helped me because they cared about me and they wanted me to succeed, my friends or my family, with beer. It would be like, I'll get a case of beer. Will you guys come over and do this or work on that or help with this? Because that's all I had to offer at the time. And... That's just another way of realizing that even those small things, those favors are really, you know, instrumental. They're just key in getting you off the ground and helping you to grow. And if you get so big that you forget the janitor, if you forget the people who worked for beer, it's a mistake. It's a mistake that you don't want to make. You want to show appreciation from the bottom up, and from the top down and sideways with your customers, with your distributors, with your janitor. So let's start with that thought for today about the importance of everyone's part in a business. Everyone who is part of your business is an important part of your business, and they deserve your respect and your appreciation. Um, Again, I think of that movie with... Eddie Murphy coming to America where his job is to be the janitor at McDowell's, which is a McDonald-like place, and he carries that mop and that broom with such pride. And that's how I feel about every detail of my business. I have pride in that mop job, in how clean the dishes are, (laughs) whatever it is, um, in doing the extra you know, rewrite on something to make it better for the client. It's the details that go such a long way um, in our business and in our being. And we should definitely try to do our best best to uh, show appreciation f- for everyone for whatever their part is. Okay, so let's get into the meat and potatoes of this. That was the appetizer for this episode, and actually I recorded that now a couple weeks back, but it's still pertinent either way. What I wanted to talk to you about today was why your business needs a blog, and in that regard, we're talking about yet another page, as we have been, about the importance and how to do, how to best do, how to optimize each page or part of our website. So this is one page we haven't really gotten into, because this page is my favorite part of your website, of any website, because I think it's got the most going on. Um, In a recent post on my site, on the right W-R-I-T-E, mix for business site. I have an article called Why Your Business Needs a Blog. But I thought it was interesting because I tend to call a blog a content hub, your content hub for your business. I heard Ryan Bidoff the other day on a Facebook video call it your company's business portal so that your blog, instead of being a hub, is a portal, and I kinda like the idea of portal because that means it's it, it gives me the idea of looking in, looking in through a window. And what your blog allows you to do, in fact, is offer people that view, that portal into your business through your blog. Now, again, I call it a business content hub because I think it's the center of activity for your business and for your online presence, your website. But also, if you think of a hub, you might think of a a vehicle where you have a hub with spokes off of that hub. And so that's another reason I see it as a hub, because a blog isn't one kind of content, is it? It's not one thing, and it's not defined easily as something in particular, because Blogs for businesses vary by night and day. What is effective as a blog? And I've written about this many times. What makes a blog a good blog? Well, in your case, it might be some entirely different formula than in someone else's case. Because it has to be about and revolve around what resonates with your clients, your customers, and your target audience, and who you're speaking to. So... That's going to change by what your business is and what kind of content that you use that does that. Some blogs are strictly radio broadcasts, for example. Some blogs offer a mix of content. Some is all are all writing. Some give you a lot of visual content, like infographic after infographic, but that is how they can best present their business. I recently did a really cool infographic for an article on Lisa's website. That's the Inspire to Thrive site. And there was a, an example that I created in there on the stock market. And what was really interesting to me, I was doing the project for as a sample for a, a possible piece of work. But what was really interesting to me is that that came from a lot of research about the stock market. And so I put the whole story into something that was a little bit more relatable on Lisa's blog, showing you a stock market infographic. But not only was it informational, but it was also visual in taking you through the journey of time for the stock market. And then I related it to... to people looking at it and saying how the stock market showing showing visually how the stock market affects you and me and everybody in their daily lives because it has something to do with banking and it has something to do with interest rates and it has something to do with companies that are the top you know, 500 or the S&P people. Um, it has a lot to do with a lot of things in our economy. So it could be interesting to a wider audience, but it also could be you just giving good information if you're in stocks or banking or any financial um, sector, because you're just giving people good information that applies to them. Now, in the example, I said, now, if I were a stock broker, I might add a panel to that infographic. And I might say in that panel, that the stock market over history has proven is as statistically has proven, it's the best way to invest your money. The the benefits, the gain from stock investing has, over history, done better than other kinds of investing. And, you know, I pulled that fact, I'd pull that fact from Investopedia and offer that if I was trying to get in people's mind that they might want to do some stock trading, If I were a stockbroker, this would be an awesome extra panel to put in there. Now, if I were a banker, I may want to switch another panel in there going from the stock market, taking it back to banking and why you might want to do business with my bank. But again, I'm not selling anything for you on your website or with your content when I do an infographic like that, am I? No, I'm just giving people information, educational information that they can use and they can benefit from. And that's the thing. That's the thing. You have to be benefiting those people coming to your site. And that's why I think a lot of businesses have trouble getting off of the I-me-my attitude. Sure, you're great. We know you're great. I mean, some of the guys I've talked to uh, as possible clients had an awesome company, an awesome product. But they were almost snobbish in the way that they talked about themselves on their website. They resisted me in when, when I tried to tell them that the, the idea is to make the customer the hero in your story, that everything that you put out there, especially through your blog and through your website, has to have a user-first, user-oriented, customer-first, user experience. I don't care what word you pick. It has to be you-oriented and not me-oriented. And you know i I get your struggle, people, um, whether you 're a big business or a small, and it even does apply to a very small business, you freelancers as well it 's hard to adjust to really being helpful for the sake of your audience and your audience first all the time. sure you're trying to gain attention and gain customers. But you have to be valuable in everything that you put out there. And that's why your business blog is a super great place to be your hub, to be your portal into your business, to be the hub from which you exude education, enthusiasm, information, and just all kinds of background. You can, there's so many things you can do with it. But let's go real quick over these things that I have in this article for you, okay? So I say at the beginning, if, it's, if your idea is to build your digital presence, an excellent blog is a perfect way to do that. But just as content marketing is not merely a marketing campaign, but a, an ongoing mindset, as I've talked about before, your blog is more significant, too. It's not just one content type, it's not mere words. So I say, you can write this down if you like, your blog is both a business hub and a business driver. And that's a good way to look at it. A lot of people, and I have in the article, you marketers, you analytics geeks, (laughs) etc. are stressing a slew of things that you deem essential for content marketing tasks. But you talk about things like SEO and SERP advantages and ranking and authority measures. You talk about organic traffic and backlinks. And yes, 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 yes. These all factor enormously into your digital marketing plan. But and your content marketing, but your, um, your business is not strictly an online business. So your mar- content marketing and your b- blog strategy may do better to hop off the analytics train for a minute, is what I point out. And then, of course, <clears throat> I use some backing from some strong people like Andy Crestedinia, who recently said that, you know, it isn't about traffic and analytics. It's about customers and people that you do business with. If you have that going, that's a stronger win for your blog or for your website than having an award-winning, SEO-perfect, SERP-gaining site, but you're not interacting and bringing in customers. Remember, customers your customers are your brand, and I think that's so important that in my article I have that <clears throat> in red with the link. So remember, your blog is your content hub. It's your user activity center. And having a blog can be oh so good for your business in oh so many ways. So let's talk about these 13 that I talk about here. Um I think it's more than I imagined it, it, it a blog is when I first started writing for blogs and having a blog. There's a lot more to it, honestly. And I think that now, <laughs> even though before I would have said, who needs a website? <laughs> now I'm going to say, not only do you need a website, but you need a blog. Because again, it is the activity center and content hub for your business. But it does take time. And you can't... Leave it stagnant. You can't quit doing it. You can't not have original popping content. And you can't do it without con- producing content that connects with people. These are the things that are so important that people just produce it and aren't thinking about the connection, about engagement, about gaining customers, about those kind of things. So here we go, 13 things. It's an excellent way to market your business, of course. It's a marketing, it's part of your marketing, really. And it's a tool for customers to learn about your products. But what's better is it's a tool for customers to learn about your products and services, yep, 24-7. Whether you're available or not, your business, through your blog, can be selling itself. Yay, right? Also, your blog can showcase business stories. It can share interesting and useful information, topics, and ideas. So you can be a thought leader with ideas. You can talk about all the topics pertinent to your field of study or your industry. You can give useful information about your products or other products or the the industry in general, and you can showcase business stories of your customers or from your background that help people do better. So make sure you use it to share. Your blog also lets you broadcast those company or product updates. You can put upcoming events on there, and you can put news either for your company or for the industry. A quality blog also, number five here, increases your credibility and your authority in your industry. So that's huge. You want to have credibility and authority in your industry. So when you put out quality blog content, that's what you're building. And when you build that, The traffic comes, the business comes, it all comes together from that solid base of credibility and authority. Just remember that. Also, without a blog, this is my number six, which is a little tricky, isn't it? A reverse on you, because without a blog, your competitors who have one are getting ahead of you. Number seven, your business blog allows you a space to educate people on your expertise or industry. And that's, that's the thing. You can really showcase that expertise. But remember, it's to educate, to inform, to enlighten, to even entertain. As long as you are creating engagement, all those E's, educate, enlightenment, entertain, engage, okay? Uh, also, number eight, it increases the brand awareness that people have of you. And it initiates a positive image of your business, so your blog actually is a little bit of a PR function, isn't it? And it definitely increases your brand awareness. But again, that has to do with having the quality things in place, but also, you know, cuddling up to social media, I think, in these days, too. Because if the information doesn't get out there, then it's just stagnant. So that's an important part of that brand awareness on number eight and people becoming aware of your brand is that you also promote it. And then number nine says, promoting your blog content brings you new traffic to your website and increases your reach. So the more people that see your information and read your information and uh, engage with your content and view your content and test your content, the bigger your traffic becomes, the more you will reach in terms of people. But again, that will give you, in the end, better returns because, it, you know, in all business, to some degree, there's in part a numbers game. So people have to know about you in order to use you. Um, also, a blog, number 10, helps you build community and it acts as an activity hub for your business. That is so important. And that's why you want to keep it fresh and keep changing things up and keep adding to it and keep mixing the content because you want it to be an activity hub. You want it to be somewhere people will come back and see something new and exciting and know they can find things there. Number 11 is about offering fresh and creative content on your blog. When you do it consistently, it brings return visits. So number 10 leads right into number 11. If you bring those return visits, if you build a community, then it helps you stay in front of people, and that's what you want. The more often people see you, they interact with your brand, they see your brand out there, they're aware of your brand, then when something comes up and they have a need for your services, you're fresh, you're on top of it, you're a go-to source, right? So that's what you want to do. So that takes us to number 12 because your engaging blog does help you stay relevant and appealing to customers. And it gives your brand a personality and a voice because you are showcasing so many things that people are getting to know you. So they're picking up your brand personality and your brand voice. And when they align with your values, their and they like you, they're more willing to do business with you, right? And number 13, with a business blog, you have unlimited potential to connect with your target audience using a rich mix of mediums to speak directly to them. Ta-da! Well, that's a lucky number 13, isn't it? Because that's everything kind of in one felt swoop that's important to you, right? An unlimited potential to connect with your target audience. You also have the ability to use a rich mix of mediums and you can speak directly to them. Perfect, right? Okay, I'm sure we'll be talking a lot more about the blog portion of your website and, of course, content and content assets, as I love to discuss. Um, But, Do you think about your blog as an ongoing business-creating activity center? Because if not, you might not be giving it the attention that it needs and deserves and giving your business the chance for all that blog love that leads to business love, right? And that's what we all want. So, as we approach the Thanksgiving holiday, in the U.S. at least, I'd like to say that, as always, I totally, 100% appreciate you listening, and I hope that we all go out there and continue to mix, sizzle, and shake your business, our business, my business, and we get our blogging going in the right direction because it is a business builder, okay? Have a great one. Talk to you soon, and I, I have one more P.S. P.S. I'm going to try to, for the new year, or maybe even sooner, start a regular, recording schedule because I've been doing it here and there, and I think people love it when they're listening, and I think things are going good with it. I'm hearing feedback, uh, either in emails, on Twitter, on Facebook, etc. So, I'm getting good feedback and I want to take it and make it a little bit more formal. So, I'm working on a new site that will be associated with the podcast and uh, some other great surprises for you all. So, I appreciate you tuning in and we'll talk to you next time. Go mix, sizzle, and shake it. Thanks.